Hey, we are back. Welcome to Rankable episode 21. I'm your host, as usual, Jared Thomas, Senior Account Executive at iPoolRank. I have my lovely co-host, one of the best AMs in the game, Chantel Branch. Hello. <laughs> oh, you gotta do it. You gotta do it for Chantel. <laughs> Chapel fingers. There you go. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> And yes, and today's episode is how should you uh, how should a franchise attack the market? Um, we have a very special guest today. She has close to twenty years of marketing experience. Has worked for companies like Mattel, Tilly's, Irvine Company Retail Properties, and currently is the CMO of Home Franchise Concepts, which owns brands like Budget Blinds, Concrete, uh, Concrete Craft, Advanced Clean, and Taylor Living. Um, so I definitely like to introduce our special special guest today, Heather Nikolaychuk. Hey, thank you guys. It's so fun to be here and thank you for getting my name correct. That's yes. awesome. <laughs> thank you so much. Nice work. <laughs> no, thank you for taking time out your day just to, to, to join us. Uh, we had Chris on our episode before and to have you here too, just to, to give our audience more insights. We really, really appreciate it. Great. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. And I personally think that what you guys do and how you support your franchisees is pretty second to none. And I think it's definitely in the age of COVID worthwhile for us to have these kind of conversations because as uh, the franchisees are small business owners, they need to hear, people need to hear that there are people who have your back who are here to offer encouragement. And That's right. if so, they're with anyone else, we can make them push so that they can be like you guys. That's Absolutely. right. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. I think that's a perfect segue to the first question, Chantel. Um, I would love to know from you, Heather. I would, I'm curious to know, you know, HFC has four different brands. And, you know, we can imagine with those different brands, you know, the different experience, especially throughout the COVID. So what is the biggest challenge right now, would you say, with the, the current pandemic for your franchisees? I think in the let's let's kind of break it up into two sections, the beginning and, and current, yeah. because it's very different, actually, right now, believe it or not. But in the beginning trying to navigate everything going on from, you know, government loans and PPP and and how do we, you know, how do we stay in business? Do we close down? Do we open? Those were all questions that all of the brands across the networks were, were having. And because of all of the different um, regulations across the different states and counties and cities, that was really difficult to navigate. Because if you think about it, we have over 1,200 franchisees across our network. So you can imagine the differences that each of them um, were, were feeling. And then, you know, you go further north into Canada, and of course, they have a whole set of other issues. So navigating that was really difficult in the beginning for, for everyone. So mm -hmm. What we did is we pulled together, we started virtual consultations. Taylor Living and, and Budget Blinds really jumped on that, which was which was really helpful and was able they were able to keep their businesses um, moving. We also uh, did all of the governmental research and kind of put it in layman's terms for everyone, sent it out so they understood what they needed and and how they needed to proceed. So I think you know we were able to kind of combat that in the beginning, but I think all of us were, you know, what do we do now? And we were just, you know, kind of running and, and trying to figure things out as as we were going. But that's really what the difficulty was there. And also thinking about, do I let my people go? How, you know, yeah. what what's mm -hmm. happening there? So those were things that they were definitely strug struggling with. Right. Now being now, given that everyone is at home, they're in their offices and they're realizing they don't have a home office or they have um, hoarded all of the food and now they don't have room in their pantries like, and and <laughs> and they now hate their window coverings. So <laughs> as, as people are are, you know, in their homes, the home industry, you know, has um, kind of 
you know, taken off a little bit. So our franchisees have had some um, really amazing months coming out of, you know, May through through today. So we've seen um, a lot of actually great momentum. So the challenge now is how do I hire associates back mm -hmm. in order to handle all of the demand that I have right now? So those are things that um, they're they're challenged with as right. well. And and now we're, we're saying, OK, what do we do? You know, what do we do now as we see COVID ha having somewhat of an uptick both in yeah. Canada and here in the US? And so it's a matter of just getting trying to be as proactive as possible and reminding everyone that the steps that we took before, what the options are and, and how to contact us if they need anything. So um, those are those are some of the difficulties that, that the franchisees um, you know, had during during this moment. And, but the fact that you guys are there to guide them is pretty cool. And like and you alluded to the fact that since people are home more, your business is growing mm -hmm. because they're looking around and going, my garage is a mess. That's I right. Every single paper towel in Home Depot, Target. Yep. Where I <laughs> Me what too. Rolls of toilet paper. What do I do? <laughs> and also, um, you know, I have to adjust my windows because now I need to use my screens all day. Right. So yeah. The window covering has to be very different than what you would just walk by for two hours in the evening. Now, the lighting in your house from window from daylight really matters a lot more than it used to. Totally. Absolutely. And Absolutely. More so you want to invest more into it because it needs to be nicer because you have to stare at it. I'm here more. Yeah, I got to look yeah. at it. <laughs> well, and now I can only really have people outside. So you think about concrete craft. Well, now I want my outside to look beautiful. And mm -hmm. so decorative concrete would be amazing to have out here. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I think our network at Van and Clean was probably the the hardest hit in the in the big three or four for four months, and that's because people said, "Okay, I have water damage. Well, I can do this myself now that I'm mm -hmm. home, right? Mm -hmm. I'll work on this now that I'm home." And so that was what was really tough um, there. So we had to do a lot of education um, around sanitization and decontamination mm -hmm. um, for for that brand. But um, but yeah, people are at home and they're doing kind of they're doing a lot of things for their homes. Oof. We're in a different economy. It was the travel economy, and now we have the homebody economy, I guess. Yep. Yeah, whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. All I wanted to do was come to LA and meet Heather in person. It was like my big plan. But it's, I know. You know to meet the entire team when we first started working together. And here we are still talking on screens. I know, but I still love to see your faces no matter how we get to do it. Totally. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so you're much. You're welcome. Yeah. Jared, you're welcome. Sorry. No, no, you're, you're good. Because I, I was going to ask a, a follow-up question to that, right? Because you, you mentioned, you know, that each franchisee has their own specific challenge to their local region and things like that. And from March to May was a really difficult time. So say, for instance, if one franchisee was in a place like New York City where we were on lockdown for a couple of weeks, right? How, how does the brand support that? And, you know, how does, you know, what kind of resources are in place for somebody like that where sales might have decreased, but in other places they might be increasing? Great question. And that really came about with the virtual consultation. So we had to pivot that really, really quickly and to come out with training. And, you know, we wish we could have been faster. Um, but we had some franchisees, especially in the New York area, really start to em embrace that. And in fact, yeah. um, 
uh, we got some coverage on you know Fox News and Yahoo Business because mm -hmm. of the fact that people pivoted so quickly. And so you can do some great consultations, um, even measuring. Um, we would have them walk through uh, with their customer on how to measure. Some even you know ordered off Amazon tape measures to send mm -hmm. to them and then walked them through. So it was just kind of building up these best practices with virtual consultation. And what we found, which is really cool, is that some folks in rural areas who often have to travel a long way to do a consultation find that the virtual is is great mm -hmm. to do first because then you see how someone's like if are they really interested should i make this drive out there so i think that was really like i said one big piece that we were able to um create for yeah. our franchisees yeah. and some are already doing it in in little pockets and so we were working with them too to take their best practices and and really understand and so now we have um, a big we've, we've rolled out uh, to the budget blind specifically a whole virtual consultation package how it works what you do um, and so you know some some have embraced some have not but at least they have choice and they have options yeah, sure. um, to to keep business moving and then then they work with their customers on how how do their customers feel about them being in their home? Are there moments where they can go in when their their customers are not not there? Mm -hmm. um, and they've just been really, you know, asking those tough questions. Do you want me to wear a mask? Do you not want me to wear a mask? Yeah. Like, what are your preferences? And so they're just questions that you have to now just ask your your consumers, and mm -hmm. um, and they're getting really really great at, at being able to navigate that. That's excellent. That's amazing. You know what's great though, Heather? This becomes part of the HFC toolbox, even when things are back to 100%. Mm -hmm. There could be dual lines of revenue or opportunities for more revenue when you can go in the house and then on your way back from your in-person one, you could do a virtual in the car or at Panera Bread when we get to go back to doing stuff. <laughs> exactly. You know, Absolutely. Yes. And stuff. Yes, and and for us, I mean, again, we're we're learning along the way too. And so the assets that we need to create and the messaging we need to create, um, we need to to continue to pivot that and and work with the franchisees on what's working and what's what's not. But yeah, they have it in their toolbox now, and they can choose to to use it or or not. But it's it's been really helpful for some franchisees for sure. Really, I, I'm curious why why would somebody would not. You know what I mean? Because I think that when you think that, I would think personally from the outside looking in that that would probably be the better option for somebody right now. You could create a better customer relationship and a better experience. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, you're thinking. We were talking earlier today about Gen Z and yeah. and even you know millennials who are now aged. Um, definitely more digital, probably feel more comfortable doing something like this. If you think about it, um, a franchise like Budget Blind has been around for 26 plus years, right? Mm -hmm. And so you have franchisees who are very comfortable in what they what they do, and some of their consumers are are not comfortable in this space. And so oh, yeah. that, that's why some haven't adopted it, and you can kind of understand totally. um, why um, they they haven't. So those are probably some some reasons because you okay. still have a different generation, right? Yeah. That that's not as comfortable doing this. I think more and more people are absolutely embracing it and getting more comfortable. But for sure, for sure. Yeah. I could definitely see. I could see my mom right now. Jack, would you get this thing to work in? Exactly. Well, even even do I use Zoom? Do I use Teams? Do exactly. I use FaceTime? Like, what are how do I? What's the best? You know, do I use something more custom? And so, that's that's been a learning curve for for a lot of folks too. 
I think that's that's been the gift and the curse of the whole pandemic from a business Absolutely. perspective, right? Because you you, you figure out new things about your about your brand, you figure out new things about your skill set in terms of your team members, and you know what are, you know you really see who's willing to go the extra mile and, and you test new things. I think that was a really cool um, format for you guys to go virtual, and now like you said, you can keep it in your toolbox, and then you can expand on that and optimize mm -hmm. as you go forward. Like who knows Absolutely. in the next year from now to be a whole different, you know experience me a virtual reality experience a 3d experience i'm just you know spitballing but it could be anything well it's going to push us into how do we create assets how do we um create design guides how do we yeah. to make them friendly over this space and so it's really going to start to push us for sure right because you guys are going to uh -huh. become de facto content creators um mm -hmm. yeah you know, with the help of whatever partners you have where you're going to be delivering things from a distance as well Ooh. absolutely absolutely yeah all right, guys, my light fell. <laughs> All right, there we go. I'm shining again. A conversation is not a conversation unless Jared's light falls. It always does. I'm, I'm yeah, down. these things are great, but they're not on the sturdy, like the setups. Um, it's, I'm always, I have lighting and everything. I'm actually thinking about expanding it. And yeah, they're always on these most delicate little legs. The stand, oh my God, that'll work. I'm the fact that you guys have lighting blows me away. I have no lighting. <laughs> I'm the airport bike here. <laughs> Is that LAX behind no, you? No, no, it's Santa Ana, John Wayne. Mm -hmm. oh, I okay. don't know if they call it that anymore, but it's the Santa Ana airport, yeah. Orange County. Mm -hmm. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I know there's also a Burbank airport as well. We're totally off topic, but. But, but yes, yes, but that's way north. Ah, this okay. is a great airport if anyone wants to ever fly in here again. I will keep that in mind if I, have to have to, if I ever am fortunate enough to come back to California. But Jared, I'm sorry, we were talking. Go ahead. No, no, no. no. You don't have to. I was going to thought you was going to segue to the next one because it sounds like the next one is actually a, a good you question. But, um, you know, you had experience working with multiple agencies and vendors, Heather, and, mm -hmm. you know, throughout your career. So I'm just curious to know, you know, just got to plug ourselves. So how, how has your experience with IPR differed from others and what has been most impactful about IPR and how we've been able to assist that maybe wasn't expected? Yeah, and right. I can't ask that question because just full disclosure, you guys know I'm the account manager here at iPool Rank and I work directly with Heather's team. So I can never <laughs> ask her like, so could you please tell me what you love about me? <laughs> me. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everything. No, it it is it is kind of a weird love fest every time we get on a, a call together. But what I would say is IPR has has created this really diverse and unique culture within itself, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and the way that they interact with one another is just so super powerful because everyone has their their own skill sets and their own superpowers and everyone has a voice. And it's really great to bring that that power together than with, with our team. And the way that it's worked super well with our team is that um, IPR pushes back. We don't hire people to help us and not listen, right? Or not expect them to, to push back and to be true partners. And I mean, we the whole team thinks of, of you guys as our, you know, as, as an appendage, right? Like we, we have just really grown together over the last year and it's been really phenomenal to have that um, type of type of relationship. And so that's, I mean, that's just kind of how we ebb and flow. We support each other. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that that has really built a great relationship. I think that, you know, in this era of content creation and the need for it um, more often, um, it surprised me that hiring you we hired you to help us with our seo right mm -hmm. for for our website specifically mm -hmm. but then to now know that it's 
that you'll create content to help us with that and to be able to do that. That that was a little bit of uh, of a surprise to us. And so learning our brands well enough to be able to mm-hmm. um, help us create that content has been really really great because we need more of it more often and um, that has been a a really wonderful partnership and again listening to us on what our our needs are and what our brand brands are and being able to take your skill sets and create some powerful content has been been great as well and and just to give uh, to also say back for you guys to hire us and then allow us to craft and execute a plan has been a a supreme pleasure. Uh, We do make a lot of recommendations across the board, um, but you guys are always quick to say, I don't know what I don't know and how, and tell us what to do. So it's like asking the doctor to come in and then saying, all right, doctor, I'm just going to go under and let you do what you're going to do versus sometimes you'll have folks say, come in and go, well, I don't think it's that. What if it's this, if it's that? And right. it's like, well, no, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to do this. Um, and and we don't, I never feel like I'm pushing with you guys because there's an open communication that allows for suggestion. We try things. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And our approach to SEO and SEO optimization is always going to be tied to content because we just don't get there without it. Those technical um, debts that we pay in the beginning are great, but in order to ride that wave, it's like we feel for us, and maybe it's what makes us unique, is that as soon as we get through the technical, we've got to come right with the content absolutely, and just go and don't wait for like another partner to show up to do it. We, we have built out a team so that we can do it and keep that SEO mindset. And it's been wildly successful. And, and I can't wait to see what we're doing in 2021 with you guys, because it's going to be so fun. I mean, if you think about our our sites, they're the lifeblood mm-hmm. of, of our small businesses business, right? If that is not firing mm-hmm. as well as it can be, that's where conversion takes place. That's where um, inspiration and um, discovery takes place. So if, if, if we're not allowing for that, mm-hmm. um, then we have failed our small businesses. And so that's this is such a it's, a, it's a key platform and um, you guys just came in and, and killed it and have, we've really raised the bar on, on what we've been able to provide our franchisees. And if you think about COVID and where we were, we invested in you mm-hmm. um, as part of our team members. We continued to advertise when some of our competitors didn't. Mm-hmm. And as we were, coming out. I don't know what that means these days, but as we were kind of coming out in the the May and June timeframe, we were able to capitalize on any sort of pent up demand. And so, yeah, there was pent up demand there, but we wouldn't have been able to capture it without all of the efforts that we that we had put in with with you guys and in, in some of our other efforts. So I think it's a real testament to to the team for pushing forward. And 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 when I look back in January and what we told our franchisees at convention we were going to do when it came to the sites and SEO, mm-hmm. we still have done in a, in a moment where our yeah. all of our lives blew up. And so mm-hmm. I think we all can be really proud of that. Yeah, and I want to point out something that you guys do really well. Um, the way that you feature your franchisees on LinkedIn and you tell those stories is a dual purpose, excellent piece. It drives attention to these folks. The pictures are always adorable and beautiful. You tell their story and it reminds folks that you are a partner. It's really great the way you handle that. 
We and, do not exist without them and yeah. we are at service to them. And that is that is the team comes in every single day mm -hmm. knowing that we are the stewards of their dollars and we are at service mm -hmm. and they know more than we do about what's going on out there. Yeah. I do have 20 plus years of marketing experience and mm -hmm. I'm a darn good one. I know that, yeah. but but I'm not out there every day. And so it's so important to listen yeah. and to let go of some of those things that uh, I might think I know mm -hmm. and be open to it um, as well. So we are at service to our franchisees and we don't exist without them, which is why we have to find different ways always to celebrate them. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's one of the best, I think, roles that yeah, we have. Yeah, it looks have. good. Every, and I realize that I interact with every one of the posts, which is why I always see them. But it just, some days it just makes me happy to see someone starting a business. Well, I mean, think about you know what's what I mean? happened. People yeah. have lost their jobs. People have been dependent upon corporations. And, and obviously, you know, there have just been things that have happened. And now they're like, gosh, how do I take control of my own destiny? It doesn't mean that I'm not going to work a lot of hours. It's yeah. not mean that, it, you know, it's not a lot of work because it is a lot of work being a business owner, uh, right? Absolutely. But now I can control my own destiny and I still have... Um, these helpful people around me mm -hmm. so it's not as risky or scary to start something completely from from scratch and so we've seen a lot of uh, people start these businesses and they're they're very excited and and um you want to keep that momentum and make sure that they're proud to to work with you every day right right yeah. it's pretty cool um and i know that we've been talking a little bit about content um, and I, Jared, I know that when we pre-talk, we talked about talking about content. Mm -hmm. um, now that we've worked together, we've talked about the technical SEO. What did you learn about content and content creation from an SEO perspective that you didn't know a year ago? That it could be interesting. Mm. Right. I think what everyone tried to do back in the day when we realized Google and algorithms and mm -hmm. we're chasing all of these things and and any search engine and algorithms that we need these keywords here and we need to like create something inauthentic just to make sure that we have yeah. this here and that here. And it just always seemed to fall flat. It wasn't very yeah. interesting. It was like, we were just pushing out words to push out words Right yeah. now to elevate that content into infographics and, and, and blogs that are interesting to read. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that that's, I think that's what we've been able to, to begin to create with one another is what that, what that looks like. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't think that that's how I thought of mm -hmm. SEO written content, right? It's just like, I got to get this keyword in here. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it's, it's not right. <laughs> There's yeah. a way to be able to do that um, more beautifully. So. Right. Yeah, we're we're definitely in a sophisticated, more refined period as it relates to content because I think everyone, every and search engine realized that someone was saying bank, 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 bank 13 times in an article. <laughs> yeah, that's garbage. So we've got to figure out a way to make you know the 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 algorithms are getting smarter. So we've got to utilize our humanity, which is our creativity, to try to optimize in within the algorithms. Well, and, and you talk about algorithms, and I think a mistake that a lot of us have made in our past is trying to um, race the algorithms or figure out what they're trying to do. And and one thing that I've been talking to my team about and our and our business owners about is 
search engine optimization is is actually customer optimization, right? Like mm -hmm. what the search engines are trying to do is figure out what our customers want. So we continue to listen to our customers and advocate for them. We don't have to be scared of any sort of algorithm changes or chasing mm -hmm. the algorithm changes or or blowing up because there was a change. Because if because if we are doing what's right for our customers, mm -hmm. we'll always be you know, kind of there right. with them. We're not, we're not smarter. I'm not smarter than Google. That's for darn sure. And so, um, but if we really take the time to listen to our consumers, we can optimize for them, which, which thereby gets you exactly where you need to be. Right. That's a great point. I, and I love the phrase. That's definitely a rankable moment. You said it's not search engine optimization, but customer <laughs> optimization. Right? I love great. That. I, love I that. wanted a rankable moment. <laughs> no, that, that's that's fantastic. Our first one. That was a rankable moment for sure. <laughs> Sam, we're going to have to clip that, please. <laughs> Wait, should I clip the moment? <laughs> yeah, we got to clip the moment. That's coming in. That's coming to LinkedIn feed soon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But actually, just to add, before we before we actually, you know, conclude this, and you know, I definitely thank you, Heather. I'm curious to know what, what from your perspective, though, like what is good content from the user? Because a lot of times I speak to brands, right, and they make content that's for me, 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 and not necessarily with the customer in mind. But even when you do create customer centric focused um, content, it sometimes it still could be bad. So what what are some things that you know when we collaborate that we look for when we where we make content for your customers? It's a great question, and I don't know if we have um, completely figured that out yet, right? Like, I, I wouldn't say that that I'm perfect at it or we're perfect as a team yet at it, but I think as we put content out there and we watch the engagement, if we're not getting what we need from it, we need to just be able to be super flexible with it mm -hmm. and not get so tied into what, but we, but we love this infographic because it's so pretty and it says things that we all wanted to push to our consumers, but let's figure out what they really care about and what they really want and, and continue to, to pivot on that. And, and you know what, that's hard. That's hard with um, really defined budgets and how do you do that and how do you, but you've got to find ways in order to, to be flexible in that and to be able to change that content out. And, and we are going to get there in 2021. That's what we're going to be doing, just FYI, right? Like that, that is the goal is to be able to change out content, see what, who, what people are engaging with. And if they're not engaging, let's get something up there that they, they are. And it's just watching that. And, and that's, the, that's the beauty of data. That's the beauty of what we, yeah. what we can see right now and so if we don't change it that's our own fault right and so we've got to find ways in these defined um uh budgets and 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 time considerations and resources to be able to do that but it's so incredibly important and it's also the thing of it is us as a partner everything that we make we want to measure yes so what we tend to do is when we when our clients have something that goes live we bring that into a place where we start to track it just to see like how it's working so sometimes something feels like it's not working, but then if we can come with data and say, but the data is showing that actually you are making the inroads you want, it allows us to sometimes avail ourselves of what we know to be true or for us to go, okay, we'll give it another month to feel like what it looks like. Exactly. What happens. So even though, like I said, we, we're as creative as we are technical and what we love to do is to attach that technical back onto our creative once it gets into a world that we are no longer um, in control of. So mm -hmm. um, it becomes super circular. And like I said, I'm so excited to see what 2021 has to offer with us because we did so much of that housekeeping on the technical side. And now we're in this great content creation period. Yes. 
And you guys have great products. You have great branding. Yes, we do. You've got cool franchisees. They continue to have them. You're really innovative. So if we can help when people are like, I had a friend who bought a house and she was, she's not from the city where she bought the house from. And she goes, apropos, she goes, budget blinds. Uh, are they, are they expensive? Who are they? And I was like, oh my God, that's my <laughs> Stop. You said they're amazing. I Get did. them in. Yeah, yes. I did. Because she, she doesn't know how to hang blinds. Well, who does? <laughs> well, I know how to hang mini blinds. <laughs> I don't know how to, like, once it gets into real window coverings, and what she ended up doing is she ended up making an order. She got everything she needs. She's really happy because she has this window on the, that faces the street that she wanted to do something beautiful with. And it just all worked out. But she I was, that. she just was Googling blinds, and you guys came up. So, <laughs> like, that you all worked. thank you. Actually, Chantel, I, I want to, before we get off, I want to ask you a question, Chantel, because you said something that was really interesting, right? So earlier today, you was just, talk, just talking about like how the, you guys give pushback, you know, we give feedback and honest is transparent. So mm -hmm. when, when an idea of yours does not work, how do you, how do you work through that, right? You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Where it doesn't impact the relationship. Mm -hmm. Well, you just go, oh, that didn't work. <laughs> most, most, most people are scared to do that, though. Not, most people are scared to do that. So the thing of it is this. We do not ever make promises that are zero, 100% money back guarantee. We said, let's try, because all we can do is try. And if we, if we are mindful and we are watching as things move, we can see if it's tanking. And we can say, hey, this looks like it's tanking. We want to give it another X amount of time. And then we're going to have to pull the plug or we're gonna have to optimize, or we're gonna have to refine this. Yeah. And we could have been the most in love with it in the world. Do you know what I mean? Like there are certain things I just love, I'm obsessed. And then you launch it and you go, oh, no one else cared but me. <laughs> That's right. You know, like I was like, there's certain things I just love, certain certain um, pieces of, of, of content. And it's like, no one else cared about that, Chantel. <laughs> They're not gonna do it. So I, I will happily pull the plug on it because I don't want my clients to come back and go, you told me, you promised me. That, that, be transparent. <laughs> That's it. Be, up, to be. be honest and no surprises. As long as there are no That's surprises, right. sounds like it, it's, it's moving forward. But I, I don't want to keep you too much longer, Heather. I appreciate I didn't realize it was it was 12 o'clock already, but I want to yeah, did it. Thank you so much for joining. Like we really appreciate you as a partner, as a person. Um, you know, you and the whole team has been super supportive of us, and it's been likewise. And we really, you know, we really appreciate you guys. So I thank you again, and hopefully by you know next year when we're on DSPs and stuff, we want to get you back on. Maybe you and Chris together, and mm -hmm. just thank you again. That'd be so fun. Thank you for having me. Yay. Well, thank you for having me. I could talk to you guys all day. Love you guys so much. You're such great partners, and um, have an awesome afternoon. You as well. Morning. You as well. And everybody at home, thank you for for listening and tuning in. Thank you for all the support as well. We're on episode twenty one already. I, I can't believe it. Time is flying. But thank you for your support. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you next week, or not next week, but have a happy holiday next week. And we'll see happy you. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> Bye. Right, take care. Bye. Bye. -bye.